Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Wednesday, October the 13th. And uh, wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, uh, I wish you God's grace, God's mercy, God's life, uh, God's presence within your life today and within the life of those around you, within the life of your loved ones, uh, whatever that looks like. And uh, hey, thanks for being present today just to break open God's word. We are going to continue uh, picking up exactly where we left off yesterday. And that'll be important to the last point. If you remember from yesterday's pod that I said, I'm not quite sure what Jesus is saying here. It can be taken one of two ways. Well, today helps answer that question because it's pretty clear which uh, which way he's, he's taking it today. So I will read the gospel, then I'll go back again, set the context, and, uh, and help us understand. Although the context is fairly clear today, Jesus is given the dickens to, uh, to those around him, particularly Pharisees and scholars of the law. So let's break open God's word for those who want to, to follow along. It is Luke 11, 42 to 46. So again, a short reading picks up immediately after where we left off yesterday. So let's break up in God's Word together. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The Lord said, Woe to you, Pharisees! You pay tithes of mint and of rue and of every garden herb, but you pay no attention to judgment and to love for God. These you should have done without overlooking the others. Woe to you, Pharisees! You love the seats of honor in synagogues and greetings in marketplaces. Woe to you! You are like unseen graves over which people unknowingly walk. Then one of the scholars of the law so it said to him in reply, Teacher, by saying this you are insulting us too. And Jesus said, Woe also to you, scholars of the law! You impose on people burdens hard to carry, but you yourselves do not lift one finger to touch them. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. How is this good news for us, brothers and sisters? Because it is, right? I mean, in saying the gospel of the Lord, that is what we are saying. How is this good news for us? I would, I would say it is good news to us because Jesus holds a mirror up to you and I too, right? Because there is some of the Pharisee in us, because there is some of the scribe in us. They are universal, and they cross the generations and uh, and are present here today in this reading. So let's break it open. Okay, first, let's go back. Remember what we talked about yesterday. So yesterday, the last line of the gospel, uh, Jesus was given the dickens to the Pharisees, right? Because he didn't do the prescribed washing. Remember, he was talking to the people, and uh, he went to dine at one of the houses of, of a Pharisee. Again, which is a, 
an act of hospitality, an act of saying, I want to be in communion with you. It's an act of union, an act of friendship. And Jesus, you know, he's, he's not afraid to call a spade a spade because he felt or knew he was being judged in not doing this uh, ritual purification of washing before the meal. And so he started laying into the Pharisees around the table. So presumably it was at the house of a Pharisee, but there were many Pharisees there. And the last line he says is this. Uh, okay, so he's giving them the dickens. You know, oh, you Pharisees, you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish. Inside you are filled with plunder and evil, you fools. Did not the maker of the outside also make the inside? We talked about that, you know, at length yesterday. And we're going to talk about it today again, too. But here's the last line. But as to what is within, give alms and behold, everything will be clean for you. Remember I said, I'm not sure what he means by that. Is he saying, listen, just give alms. And, and that's, you know, going to help cleanse this situation. But in other times, he says, listen, I desire mercy and, and not sacrifice. That's what our God says through the Psalms. And, and I'm not sure where he's coming from. Well, he goes from that line, but as to you, you know, so this is how you're playing it, Pharisees. You know, you know that the outside and the inside don't match. You know you're wearing these masks of, of piety and goodness and, and holiness. And, and what do you try to do? You try to just throw some alms at it. Why do we know that? Because of this line where the gospel begins today. Woe to you who attempt to do this. Woe to you who attempt to, to not only continue to wear that mask, but effectively, effectively, woe to you who desire to buy God. Because you're, you're, you're trying to buy God like, like, you know what, we're a mafioso family. And like, I can pay off a politician to get what I want. So I'm going to do the same thing against God. I'm effectively trying to use alms to do it. Woe to you Pharisees. You pay tithes of mint and of rue and every garden herb. That's not a bad thing to do, brothers and sisters. Remember, but as to what is within, that inside versus outside, the judgment, the, the, the plunder and evil that is within that cup and dish. But as for you, just give alms, and behold, everything's going to be clean. That, that God will clean it for you in just that action. But woe to you who believe that, that God can be bought, that God doesn't remember, that God is a fool. God is not a fool. You pay tithes of mint and rue in every garden, garden herb, but you pay no attention to judgment and to love for God. These you should have done without overlooking the others. He's, say, he's not saying, don't bother paying tithes of these things. That's not a Remember, he didn't come to abolish the law. We, we hear that clearly in, in Luke or excuse me, Luke, Matthew, chapter 5 through 7. Constantly he's saying, you have heard it said, but I say. You know, I didn't come to abolish the law. I came to fulfill it, is what Jesus says. So he's saying, listen, ties of mint and ruin, every garden herb, those are good things. But don't just do those expecting God to give you the A-OK, -okay, to give you the, the clean bill of health. 
because you're not clean. You still are filled with plunder and evil. You pay no attention to what really matters. What is that? Judgment and to love God. These you should have done, meaning pay attention to judgment and love for God without overlooking the others while still tithing mint and rue and every garden herb. Woe to you, Pharisees, you love the seat of honor in synagogues and greetings in marketplaces. Which one of us don't love that, right? There's something about us that loves our, to hear our name. And, and I think that's beautiful and, and, and can be absolutely um, abused and misused because it can be manipulative. Um, yeah. We, we love to be noticed. In the words of Peter Gabriel, let me say it, we love to be loved. Um, and part of being loved is, is for people to say, I see you. I notice you. I know who you are. Um, and, and in knowing who we are, I know your name. I know your name. Right? If, if indeed what we are called to, to, to imitate, uh, to experience, maybe is a better word, at, the, at our own baptism and at our continued rebaptism and, and re, you know, when I say that, I mean our, our continued yes to God, um, is, you know, not only Jesus or, or our God saying, this is my beloved daughter in whom I'm well pleased, but instead saying, this is my beloved, beloved daughter, Elizabeth. I know you, Elizabeth. I see you. And this is my beloved son, Samuel. I see you. I see you. And, but, and so we want to be noticed by those we love and who love us. And, and there's something fulfilling about that. And we want to notice others. And, and to call them by their name is a beautiful and good thing. But, but that's not, I think, what Jesus is saying here. He's saying, woe to you. You love the seat of honor in synagogues and greetings in the marketplace. You love to be seen because it, it in a sense, lifts your stature. That piety, that mask you're hiding behind, look at you. You continue to hide behind it, and, and everybody notices you. And why would you change if, if oh, you're, you're getting noticed for this charade you're pulling off? And don't you feel important? Because again, brothers and sisters, God will not be fooled. He will not be fooled by our money. He will not be fooled by our, our position that we hold. If we can hide behind a title, if we can and, and be that any title, be that you know initials behind our name and degrees, or be that the title of pastor or minister, we cannot hide behind any title because our God knows the inside and the outside. And if we think we can go before God and say, I was a baptized Catholic and I went to church every week and people saw me, or I was a pastor or minister, Lord, I served your church for 30 years, which I have done, or I am a, uh, a you know, again, I'm just going to the initials behind, I'm a, a, a RN, Lord, I've saved many people. Listen, all those things are good. I hope we go to church. I hope we pastorally serve one another. I hope we're able to save others as, as nurses do in some sense, you know, or to bless others or help them with whatever gifts we have. That if we rely on that only, our title, and say, Lord, you see what I did? 
That's not going to do it. He's saying, woe to you and I. Woe to us. And then I think the, the coup de grace, as I can say here. Um, the scholar of the law. Remember, brothers and sisters, remember. <laughs> this, this is the good part. Jesus was invited over an act of friendship. <laughs> and he's nailing everybody. So don't ever think Jesus is just this milk toast, you know, go with the flow, go along to get along, uh, smile and hug to everybody, kumbaya character. That might have been what we wanted him to be in the, in the 60s or 70s. That's not who he is. Jesus was fearless. Jesus was courageous. Yes, Jesus was loving. And in fact, I think he's being loving to the Pharisees and scribes here because he's naming what the truth is. Not to nail them and say, get away from me, I want nothing to do with it, but he's holding a mirror up and saying, this is what you have become. And he saves the best, if I can say that. I think he saves the most incriminating for last. And so a scholar of the law speaks up and says, teacher, by saying this, you're insulting us too. So they, not, they get it. They know Jesus is insulting them. Hard to, hard to miss that, right? Woe to you. You're doing it wrong. You're a hypocrite. Woe. But then he, you know, I think I might keep my head low at this dinner table. But not the scholar for bravery or foolishness. And he says, Jesus, what's happening here? You're insulting all of us, including me. And I know you don't mean to do that, right? <laughs> he had best have kept his head low. Woe to you, scholars of the law. You impose on people burdens hard to carry, but you do not lift one finger to touch them. What does that mean? Here's how I take it. Now, again, if, if what I'm saying doesn't make sense to you, again, I always say this. Throw it out. Go where the Holy Spirit is inviting you, not me. But this is what I hear. Scholars of the law helped interpret God's word for the people. And what they're doing is setting up ways uh, that the people had to keep the law. Remember, they took the commandments and expanded them to 613, including how they're going to wash their hands before a meal, the prescribed ritual washing. And if you didn't do that, you weren't being holy, even though it could have lost its meaning. They, they, they are lifting and creating walls, in a sense. Through the law, they are creating walls between God and the people that they are teaching. That's how I read this. And brothers and sisters, if that indeed is the case, woe, woe to them. Because who we are are not builders of walls. Who we are as followers of Jesus is destroyer of walls. The curtain in the temple was torn in two upon Jesus' crucifixion. Get the symbolism. God is no longer distant. God is one. There is no separation there anymore. There is no wall. Brothers and sisters, we need to be people who are destroying walls and bringing God to the people and not keeping them separate with our rules or our, our own, you know, pieties 
or our own, you know, this is how it's always been done, or this is how I was raised, or you got to do this because it's the only path to God. Here's what I know. God's paths to us are as unique as we are. Now, good for us to know. Good for us to know our journey and use them to help teach other people, this is what worked for me. This is how God came. I came to understand God. But that does not mean it is for everyone. And we need to be open to realizing that. Brothers and sisters, we are people, and we must be people, who destroy walls and bring together. So, sorry, I just had a little pause there if it's, uh, if it's an odd uh, transition. Um, so here's, and, and here I think is, is, a, is a lesson for the church. And again, this is, if this doesn't, doesn't work for you or if you struggle with it, okay, okay, don't, don't, don't get caught up on it. But, but again, I've, I've been serving within the church for 30 years, and, and I think this is part of the tragedy of it. I think what, and, and when I say the church, I, I'm, I'm speaking specifically about the Catholic Church in my experience, so I can't speak about the universal church. But what I think we often do is we try to bring, bring our, our sisters and brothers, our children, all these people, you know, our loved ones, whatever, to the church and to Christ uh, and, and assume by, by, okay, we're going to teach you the commandments, we're going to teach you the Beatitudes, and we're going to teach you what the sacramental life is and how to pray and, and, you know, the history and tradition of the church and the catechism, and we're going to bring all this stuff here, none of which is bad, by the way. All of that stuff is good. But what we have to do first and foremost, I think, I believe, is to bring them to Christ. Because once people have met and experienced Christ the rest of what the church is, and the church carries gems, it carries diadems, then everything falls into place. Then all this other stuff makes sense. Then all these sacraments all of a sudden are eye-opening. And it's like, yes, this is what this is. You know, I understand that we have to feed on Christ, or we have to immerse ourselves in Christ, or forgiveness is the very heart of who we are, rather than using law or these things to get to Christ. There's a difference. Do you see the difference? How do we, how do we, and, and, and that's, this, is, this is the million-dollar question within the church. How do we create disciples of Jesus Christ and experience Christ and fall in love with Christ and have that conversion experience? And then, uh, I, I, think, I, I think then the, the, the scales come off our eyes as to what the church has to offer brothers and sisters. But I think what we do is we bring them, our kids in on Sunday school and, and on Wednesday nights and things like that. And it's fine. It's good. But it's all head knowledge. It's until they have had an experience of Jesus Christ. And I suspect that starts in our families, right? I suspect that starts with how we are loved by those around us at an early age um, and helping them name that. But until we, I think, somehow rearrange and think differently. I think we're creating people who have head knowledge of Jesus, who may understand some of the scriptures and understand the catechism and understand the sacraments at a head level. But if it doesn't get to the heart, if it hasn't started with the heart, which is where we experience the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit resides within us, which where God, you know, uh, meets us, Right? Then I, I, then I, I, 
I'm concerned for the future of the church. Uh, not because I, I think it will go away. Of course not. The, the gates of hell will never prevail against it. But I think somehow we have to reimagine and rethink. Brothers and sisters, we have to be people who are connectors with Jesus Christ. There's a bit of the Pharisee uh, and a bit of the scholar within us. Um, I think we can hide behind masks. We can hide behind um, walls. We can love to hear a name for the wrong reasons. We can hope to buy off God with actions rather than saying, Lord, again, I come back to Peter. Lord, you know me. You, you know me. You know I'm a sinful woman, a sinful man. You know, you know my heart. You know what's going on there. Um, because then that's where we can start. That's where we can allow ourselves to be loved in the wheat and the weeds that we carry. And then that's really being loved. And once we are at that place, then we can really love others at their place of, of that same um, good and ill that they carry, because we all do it. We're all Pharisees. We're all scholars. Uh, this is good news, though. It is good news. Because why? Because it holds a mirror up not only to these people 2,000 years ago, because it holds a mirror up for us. And in having that mirror held up for us, we can fall into the mercy and forgiveness of our God and into the truth of who we are knowing we must fall there. That's the only place of healing. Let's pray. We continue through uh, the Sorrowful Mysteries, my friends, and uh, let's continue just to bring everything to our God. He's the one who is the only one who can do that healing work with and for us. So we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The third Sorrowful Mystery, the crowning of thorns. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, bless you. Have the best Wednesday. And I look forward to us being back together and breaking open God's word together once again tomorrow. God's peace.